0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. You're listening to LSU Daily with Matt Moscona. Your home for all the latest Tiger news. Part of the Guarantee Podcast Network.
1: Okay, let's get it. It is LSU Daily from Drop Biscuit Studios, a southern home for storytellers. I'm Matt Moscona. Glad to have you aboard with us here. What a day for LSU on Thursday. Comings and goings in the defensive backfield, which we'll get to here in a second. Also, a crazy day up in West Lafayette, Indiana, as Purdue had a series of opt outs and a legend is joining the coaching staff. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be helping coach Purdue and advance of the bowl game. Uh, We'll talk to Sam King, who covers Purdue for the Journal and Courier uh, up there in Lafayette, Indiana. So uh, we'll get to that here uh, in just a moment. There were uh, comings and goings in LSU's defensive backfield here on Thursday. Uh, Let's start with um, the latest player to enter the transfer portal. Uh, Jalen Davis Robinson, who was a three-star cornerback in the 2022 class, became the latest Tiger to enter the transfer portal today. Um, he was a three-star, red-shirted this season. Uh, he was one of two cornerbacks LSU signed. It was Latarence Welch, Jalen Davis Robinson. And then they also signed Jordan Allen out of Lafayette Christian, but out of LCA, but he converted to safety. So he had two cornerbacks in last year's class among the freshmen. Of course, you signed a whole bunch of transfers with Jarpenar Converse and Makai Gardner and Colby Richardson, seven banks. But the the incoming freshmen, there were two: was Latarence Welsh and Jalen Davis Robinson. So Jalen Davis Robinson out now. He's entered the portal after redshirting this year, and probably saw the writing on the wall because of what's coming in for LSU. Um, if you're kind of scoring at home now, uh, LSU's portal numbers continue to rise. Besh, Demarius McGee, Darius Jones, a couple of corners who had already entered the, the portal. Uh, Cole Taylor, Desmond Little, Colby Fields, Cam Wire, Derek Davis, Philip Webb, Antoine Sampa. We talked about Marcus Doomerville, Xavier Hill, and now Jalen Davis Robinson makes 13 in the portal. And you can look at LSU's numbers and realize why the other news LSU got on Wednesday was simply massive. Um... Javian Toviano, a depending on what scouting service you subscribe to, is either a four star or or a five star. He's from Arlington, Texas, and earlier today at a at a at a, uh, a um, an announcement at his school, uh, he had LSU, Texas A and M, Michigan, and Texas hats all on the table. Um, and the the video was in conjunction with with rivals. So if you're watching us, that's that's reason there. And he kind of psyched with a green hat and then ultimately picked up the LSU hat and, uh, and chose the Tigers. He becomes LSU's fourth highest rated commit for this year's class. Um, behind the 25th commit overall and behind only Lance Hurd, Shelton Sampson, and Deshaun Womack. Uh, if you look, depending on what scouting service you subscribe to or you look at the composite, whatever. Um, he is rated by on three as a four-star. A four-star, The um, in, in the consensus, uh, the 54th best player in the country, the fifth best cornerback in the country, and the ninth best player overall in the state of Texas. Of course, picked LSU over Texas, Texas A&M, Michigan, Georgia, and, and others. Had tons of offers. But this is so massive. A 6-foot, 185-pounder, a guy that everybody wanted. And it's so massive because of the, the numbers and how something like this, a player like this, allows you to reset, sort of begin to reset that position. Remember, you only have two cornerbacks currently on your roster, two scholarship cornerbacks currently on your roster. Seven Banks, who's basically been hurt for three years, and LaTerrence Welch, who redshirted this year. That's it. Those are your only scholarship cornerbacks for next year. Demarius McGee, Ray Darius Jones didn't play this year. They're in the portal. You're losing uh, Jark Bernard Converse, Makai Gardner, Colby Richardson. You know, Jay Ward played some corner as well. He's off to the draft. You are decimated at that position again, much like you were a year ago when Brian Kelly was hired. So, you could look at it and say, man, look, you're, you're destined to just repeat this cycle. Now you got to go back into the portal. you got to get numbers again in, you know, to get your numbers up in the portal. But in a year from now, all those guys are going to be gone again. Except for landing a guy like Javion Toviano. And a week from now, LSU is going to have a hat on the table with Desmond Ricks, who's the highest-rated, uncommitted cornerback in the country. And a lot of people, you talk to people around LSU, they feel really good about getting Desmond Ricks. Okay, We'll see how it goes. We've heard that before. I mean, uh, until the, the, the letter of intent is signed and faxed in, it's never a done deal till it is. But, you know, with the early signing period uh, about to start, you know, these guys are making their decisions that, are, that would appear to be final at this point. So, but to- getting Toviano is so massive. because Look, it doesn't eliminate the need to go into the portal and still get players, which LSU is going to have to do at corner because you're not going to go into, into this class, you know, into this season... With uh, with cornerbacks that include Seven Banks who's been injured, Laterrence Welch, who's a red shirt, and then these these freshmen with Toviano, Dalen Austin, Jeremiah Hughes, and Ashton Samps. You you'd have six corners, but the only one with any collegiate experience would be Seven Banks, who's been injured for for basically three years. So you're you're gonna have to go into the portal and get experienced players. Okay. Um and that's fine. But when you get these dudes that are five-star, top five, top you know corners in the country, you expect them to come in and play right away. They're not coming here to redshirt. They're coming here to play. And the reason that matters is because now you can go into the portal and get guys with experience. And you're also going to have these freshmen on On the like playing significant snaps for you, building their experience. So after next year, now you've got all of these young players who gained experience in 2023, and now they're more, they're young veteran players in 2024 and 2025. And then you look at the portal just as a way to supplement. If you need a guy or a really talented dude jumps into the portal and you have a chance to add him, great, but it's not like, man, you lost your top four corners this year and you got two on scholarship you better go get a whole bunch, which was the necessity a year ago and quite honestly is necessitated now. But getting these high-level commitments like Toviano is just so massive. And then look at who you beat. I mean, I can't look. we can all look at star ratings all the time. You can look at rankings. For me, the thing that's always the most impressive is when you get a guy, what other offers did he have? Who else wanted that guy? Were you beating out Georgia Tech and Texas Tech? Or were you beating Georgia and Texas and Texas A and Like that's way more interesting. And Toviano so had them all. He had offers them all the big schools, and so and so does uh, Desmond Ricks, who's going to make his uh, his announcement next week. But look, man, this is this was all necessitated because you lost Elias Ricks and Dwight McLaughlin in the portal. If both if both of those guys played this year, you would net you would never have had to go hit the portal as hard as you did last year. And you would have been able to cultivate that young talent behind them. But with them leaving, it necessitated using those spots on veteran guys and guys that were going to be one-year players. And so you're back in the same spot that you were, and that's just not sustainable. It becomes, they're fixing the problem with high school recruiting with guys like this. So it's a big, big get uh, getting Toviano uh, today. And here's hoping next week LSU gets great news with Desmond Ricks as well as they start to rebuild DBU. Great job by Robert Steeples. You know, the cornerbacks coach and um, uh, Brian Kelly, of course, um, uh, Sherman Wilson, who you know does your recruiting and sort of a, a an off the field role part of that staff as well, was said to have, have had a big impact on uh, on Toviano, which is great to see. So LSU gets a big one. That's the 25th commit for this year's class. Um, depending on what service you look at, they're they're up to as high as number three in um, in the uh, in the country, behind only. Bama, and Georgia, who are 1-2. So you're third in the SEC, which is also third in the country right now with uh, with 25 commits. Remember, no hard cap anymore. You can sign more than 25, but you just can't go over 85 on the scholarship number, the, the total scholarship number. So really, really significant day for LSU, for Brian Kelly, uh, getting JV and Toviano committed today. Okay, as we mentioned, um, the the roster news in LSU secondary only part of the day is the Tigers are preparing to play in the Citrus Bowl against Purdue, we learned Purdue is going to be seriously shorthanded, not only with, of course, Jeff Braum leaving and taking several assistants with him to take the Louisville job, but a series of opt-outs on uh, on Thursday have really crippled that Purdue team that's going to take on LSU in the Citrus Bowl. We will head up to uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, talk to Sam King, who covers Purdue next here on LSU Daily. Let's head up to uh, to Lafayette, Indiana, where they have had a busy day, to say the very least. Sam King uh, covers Purdue Athletics uh, for the Journal and Courier, and he's going to have to spend a couple of minutes with us right now. Sam, we appreciate it, man. How are you?
0: Oh, it's uh, been a day. It's uh, <laughs> been a long day, and it's only partially over, so uh, a lot of news coming out of... Uh, purdue uh practice today obviously
1: which is the to you which is the most significant story today
0: uh well it's not a surprise the people that have opted out um just so happens to be uh purdue's three best offensive playmakers have opted out so that's you know fans who have purchased tickets to, to the uh citrus bowl are probably a little bit upset but this is the way that college football is now i'm sure that uh it, you know it, this happens everywhere and uh it was going to be a tough game against LSU to begin with. But um, on top of that, the people that are soured by that news are very overjoyed to see that Drew Brees is going to be on the coaching staff for a few weeks here and uh, got a, a special exemption to kind of help with recruiting too, which never hurts to have that guy in your back pocket. But um, that is kind of an interesting positive note to come out of, uh, out of Purdue practice today is that uh, they've added to the coaching staff, if only temporarily, but with a name that everybody loves.
1: Let's um, we'll get to real, Obviously, look, people here. I mean, you're talking to to people who. I mean, Drew Brees is beloved here. I mean, he's you know, uh, he's the greatest sports icon on the short list of greatest sports icons in the history of the state of Louisiana. So, uh, it's it's made a lot of waves here as well. Let's let's start on field with the opt outs. You said that it wasn't really unexpected or a surprise. Um, I'm a little surprised to hear that. Uh, when did you first start to hear rumblings that uh, that these players, namely Aiden O'Connell, a six-year senior quarterback, wasn't going to play in the bowl game?
0: That's been kind of um, rumored, I guess, throughout this week. That is he going to play or is he not? I had uh, heard last night that he was going to opt out to um, start preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, obviously, the the people inside the doors that we're not uh, given access to knew about this after, um, you know, just the way they talked and saying that today that Austin Burton's going to be the starter, which is very uncharacteristic of Purdue to uh, do that. They like to keep things under wraps. So, um, you know, maybe it's not a a surprise in that regard. Um, You know, if the guy thinks he's got a future in the NFL and doesn't want to jeopardize that in a bowl game, um, it's not surprising that a a quarterback would do that. Um, It's probably a little disheartening because this is a guy that came in as a walk-on is now in his sixth year, and you know, for a former walk on to be in the top five all time in most of the passing categories at a school that has had uh, Drew Brees, uh, Lynn Dawson, Bob Greasy, Kyle Orton, and the list goes on and on of, of these guys that have gone on to the NFL and had success. And then you've got Aiden O'Connell in there, um, a guy that nobody heard of until just a few years ago. Um, you know, he kind of became beloved by the fan base. So I think that that's what's a little disheartening. Um, obviously, Charlie Jones, the the receiver that came from Iowa and set the world on fire this year with the, you know, he's got 110 catches and 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns and was O'Connell's top target pretty much every single game. Uh, He's been battling sounds like foot injuries and types of things like that all year long. And if you're beat up and, you know, you think you've got a chance to go to the NFL and you've been playing through injuries, this is clearly a game that the, that you take off. Um, The one that maybe was the most surprising to me was Payne Durham, who's a, a tight end, he's definitely the guy that they go to on third and shorts or the trust, trustable um, receiver that you can go to that you know is going to pick up the first down and maybe fight for a few extra yards. Um, he announced on Instagram today that he will not be playing. So um, that definitely zaps Purdue of, uh, of three big playmakers on the offense. And uh, so we're going into this bowl game on January 2nd, maybe not knowing what we're going to see or who we're going to see. Now, this happened a year ago also against Tennessee. And it was just, you know, some names that nobody had ever heard or thought of uh, that had huge games. Um, you know, Brock Thompson was the MVP of that game. And it's the only significant thing he's really done in his time at Purdue was had 100 and whatever, almost 200 receiving yards and a, a couple touchdowns in that game. So obviously there's still other guys on the roster and they're going to be excited to have their opportunity to go show out. But um, without the quarterback, I think it, it's a tall task to ask, you know, the receivers to come up and have big games.
1: Um, Burton, UCLA transfer, how much do we know about him at, at, at quarterback?
0: He is a more, um, athletic guy, probably than Aiden O'Connell, probably not anywhere close to, uh, as a, an accurate passer, but he did start a game this year. He started against Florida Atlantic. Now, Florida Atlantic was a game that Purdue was expected to win and did win, but just barely. It was, I think it was a 28, 26 game very early in the season. So. He performed pretty well that day. It was only his second career start. He started one game at UCLA in 2019, I believe, so doesn't have a whole lot of experience on the field, but he's a guy that uh, he believes he can get the job done, and um, when he was called upon this year, he he absolutely did, so it maybe gives you a little bit of a different dynamic that he's not going to um, drop back and be kind of a statue in the pocket. He can maybe move around a little bit, and then Maybe that gives you some flexibility with you know, running the two-quarterback package where you have another quarterback come in and do some things, too. But just because a guy is named the starter doesn't necessarily mean he's going to take all of the snaps at quarterback. So hmm. I would expect some secrets to be kept under wraps until the bowl game.
1: Man, it's, it's eerily similar to something LSU went through a year ago in their bowl game where they had 39 scholarship players right. available, had a receiver playing quarterback. It's just kind of, as you alluded to, the, the nature of what we sort of expect now Oh, with these bowl games that aren't playoff games, uh, Sam King is with us. He's on Twitter at Samuel T King. Uh, covers Purdue for the Journal and Courier up there in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, Breeze, what do we know yet? What his role is actually going to be?
0: I uh, I think being Drew Breeze. <laughs> okay. Um you know, obviously they with Jeff Brom going to Louisville, he took quite a bit of the staff with him to get an early jump on recruiting there. That's again, how college football works in 2022. So the staff was kind of shorthanded and I think he's just kind of willing to help out here for a few weeks. He's always been a great ambassador as he has been for the saints and for Louisiana, even going back to his days with the chargers. I know he still gets out there and, and does some charity work. Um, He's back here every season, you know, a couple times just being a presence. And I think that, uh, He knows kind of that's his role now, and he's going to be, I I imagine he'll have a lot of input, especially for the quarterbacks, and give a lot of insights, but I don't know how much hands-on he's going to be. Um, I don't think he's going to be calling plays or anything like that. He maybe offers suggestions. The thing that struck me, though, was that he is going to be involved in some recruiting things, so I imagine that's a, a situation where you bring a guy on campus and you introduce him to Drew Brees and shake hands and... You hope that that sells some kids on um, coming to Purdue that maybe uh, had thought about backing out of the verbal commitment because of the coaching change.
1: That's pretty brilliant, man. I mean, uh, that's that. I mean, <laughs> from a recruiting standpoint, it's brilliant to have Drew Brees there. Um, what about uh, so uh, Purdue has a new head coach? How much is Walter going to be involved in bowl prep at or, or any of this at all? Yeah,
0: we met. Uh, Ryan Walters yesterday for the first time he flew in uh, I believe on Tuesday and then yesterday was introduced to the alumni and and the media and did all of that before he got on the road to recruiting and he says he's going to be out of the way Uh, you know this this is their season I wasn't a part of it I want this team to finish off the job here and what they've built and then he's going to take over after the bowl game right now he's his priorities are getting the staff lined up and uh Maintaining whatever verbal commits are still uh, with Purdue in terms of, you know, the guys that there was, there's been five or six, which uh, was not a surprise, that backed out of their verbal commit. Uh, several of them flipped to Louisville shortly after Jeff Braum left, but he's trying to salvage those that are there, probably trying to keep some of these guys out of the transfer portal who are on the fence about that. And then also, I imagine he had some recruits lined up to Illinois that he's going to try to flip to to come to Purdue. And uh, so I imagine he'll be quite busy, but he says he's going to stay hands off with the bowl prep.
1: Before you go, um, are Purdue fans going to make the trip down to Orlando?
0: Well, I think some alumni and and some fans wish that they had heard this news before they purchased tickets, to be honest. Mm. Um, That's just how it goes. But um, yeah, what's uh, typically been the case is Purdue has a, a pretty steady presence at these bowl games when they've managed to go and, uh been four times now in the past six years now two of those trips were to nashville which is a a short drive down i-65 to get there so um but florida's played in a, or florida, uh, Purdue's played in a lot of bowl games in florida and had a, a healthy presence in the stands so i would imagine that to be the case again
1: yeah it's it makes it makes sense i mean you want you want to get out of an indiana winter and head down to orlando for for a week or a few days it, it does make sense um But like you said, man, what a uh, different reality that both teams are facing heading into this game on January the 2nd. Uh, He is Sam King from the Journal and Courier covers Purdue. We appreciate a couple of minutes, man. Thank you for the time on a busy day. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Okay, that'll do it for us here on a Friday edition of LSU Daily from Drop Biscuit Studios. We do appreciate you for being here with us. If you've not done so yet, please rate us, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe up on your favorite podcast app, tell a friend if they love the Tigers, We got you covered every single weekday right here for less than 30 minutes on LSU Daily from Drop Biscuit Studios.